0: Shall we begin? Let's begin now.
1: Hello everyone and welcome back to Claiming Zero, the podcast for child-free and fenceitter communities. With Vanessa and Dallas, I am Vanessa and hello Dallas. How are you doing? Hello,
0: Vanessa. I am doing pretty good.
1: How are you? How's it going at your house? You know, it's going and it's it's dramatic, but we'll catch about on about that another day because <laughs> I want to give our time and attention to our wonderful guests. Um we have not had a couple on yet this season. And so mm-hmm. when we heard from these people, we were very excited <laughs> to like bring the perspective of a couple. So today we have Angela and Jack joining us. Hello you guys and welcome to the podcast. Hi. A little insider scoop. Y'all are married, but you're in separate places at the moment for recording purposes. So if there's a little overlay, just bear (laughs) with us, listeners. We're all (laughs) in a little Zoom podcast, Brady Bunch situation right now.
0: We Uh, totally are.
1: (laughs) So let's go ahead and start with uh, Angela. Would you uh, like to introduce uh, you guys and tell the, uh, the listeners a little bit about your story, where where you guys are?
2: Sure. Um, I didn't make any notes, so I'm just kind of going off the fly here. Love it. Uh, <laughs> uh, so Jack and I have been together and married about 11 years, I want to say. Um, it doesn't really feel that long, but it, I guess it is. It's the, the big number. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we've been together for a really long time. Um, we're in our, I guess, late 30s at this point. <laughs> Yeah, we live in the Midwest where we have uh, a dog and two cats. We're living blissfully child free. (laughs) Um, Love that. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I think early days when we first got together, we were in our mid 20s, early 20s, mid to early 20s. And we had discussed this, you know, this topic a few times. um, And I think we both agreed no, you know, we don't really want to ever have kids for, for our various reasons. But those reasons, I think, have sort of evolved a little bit for myself. I don't, I don't know for Jack, but um, they've evolved a little bit. My feelings have evolved a little bit, as they do. Uh, but we're still at that same uh, conclusion that we still, after this many years, um, are, are not really interested in being
1: parents. Well, and so you've been together for, you said, married for 11 years. How, and you've known each other how long? You said, like, about that time. <laughs> about that time, right? Okay. Yeah. So we, we, uh, we got married pretty, pretty
2: early in our relationship. I think about a year after knowing each other. So, yeah. Kind of dove in and, yeah, and got you, married
1: I, early. Would you say you had that conversation like early on? I kind of want to hear from both of you, uh, individually, like, how it felt to like talk about that. Were you like, yeah, I knew I didn't want kids confidently said it, or were you a little nervous bringing that up in the dating world?
2: I was pretty, I mean, I was pretty confident that I didn't want kids. Um, and early on, you know, um, it just wasn't for me. I've always sort of considered myself like fun loving and um, the auntie kind of type, you know. Um, sure. mm-hmm. And and I think that sort of evolved and changed as as I got older. I think I was, a, I was sort of a fence sitter. Sort of in my uh, late twenties, I think I, I kind of made jokes at that time that my body was betraying me because <laughs> my I, I had these feelings of like longing and um, and whenever I would see like a baby commercial, you know, I would mm-hmm. I would get this like feeling of like oh so you know so cute like uh, you know maybe I want that you know um, and it was really confusing to me because intellectually I knew that I wasn't. Prepared to have a child, wasn't prepared to be a parent, and didn't necessarily want to change my lifestyle or um, want to make room, you know, to be a parent. Uh, But I was having those physical feelings, you know, of like wanting um, to hold babies and things like that. Mm. Um, And it was hard to even like admit that to myself that that was happening. So I'm not sure that Jack knows the extent of it, but (laughs) you know, (laughs) we we tried to be honest with each other and we we've had conversations throughout the years of like, well, you know, things change. How are you feeling now? And sort of have tried to have the conversation every, I would say every few years, you know? Yeah. Um,
1: and that, and the check-in is something, you know, we, we talk about a lot is it's so important, whether you're, whether you're in the dating phase or even the marriage phase, things, things mm-hmm. change, life changes. So Jack is being such a great spouse and he is just, letting his partner speak her truth. Um, we'd love to hear from you. What was it like for you? I guess, you know, prior to marriage, like, did you always know you didn't want to be a dad? Uh,
3: yeah, I I don't think I ever wanted children. Uh, I mean, you know, maybe in my early 20s, I mean, I certainly have never wanted children. Uh, Mm -hmm. I never had that sort of drive or urge. I'd say I've rationalized it in different ways throughout the years, (laughs) you know? Uh, you know, like my early 20s, um, you know, I studied philosophy in undergrad. And so, you know, you come up with all the ways that people rationalize things. Mm -hmm. Um, So, you know, maybe then I would have taken like, you know, like the antinatalist position, you know, Mm -hmm. the idea that like creating life is immoral because it can't consent to it sort of thing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think that's kind of cringy now, right? Uh, (laughs) I mean, there's like, there's elements to it that are probably correct, but I think over time, it mostly transitioned to, you know, uh, our friends um, and family um, had kids. And so experiencing parents having kids and the sort of stresses and things that go with that yeah. really cemented that end of it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
3: um, but I'd say even, you know, regardless of any of that, I I certainly was just, it never, uh, I never had that urge or interest.
1: Well, and, and I think one of the things we hear from the male side is that it doesn't, it's not like a top of mind, futuristic, (laughs) uh, category that you check in on. Like, it's more of like, how am I going to like survive and provide and, you know, those sort of things from like the male side. And I think for women, it's a little bit more like, oh, you're 14. So are you going to like have a family? And you're like, holy crap, (laughs) I can't even drive, um, but Dallas, I what what kind of questions do you have for uh, Angela and Jack?
0: Yeah, Angela actually um, reached out to us with just a little bit about her history and her story and kind of other reasons why that led to sort of deciding not to have children. So um, I don't know, Angela, how much you're willing to share, and obviously you you share what you're comfortable with, but you have a very unique perspective of kind of having to be the child and care for. A parent, is that something that you are willing to share with some of our listeners? Yeah, for sure. Um, I, I can share
2: a little bit about my experience. I, I by no means want this to become a family bashing at all. You know? <laughs> um, I, I love and, and respect my family, but I think um, there are a lot of people that have sort of been in my position too, where, you know, I grew up in a home where my parents really weren't prepared for uh, being parents, you know, um, even now, you know, um, they they can be very uh, emotionally immature, not really able to show up for their children um, and support them emotionally. So um, I feel like, based on my experiences, you know, um, I had to be a caregiver to my mom, and you know, that experience is really just—I don't know—I feel like I'm not really prepared to be a parent, I'm, I'm still kind of parenting myself, if that makes sense.
0: Totally.
2: Yeah, um, yeah I think there's also a lot of addiction that, that um, runs in my family, things that I've witnessed, you know, and, and I think that there's a lot of books that I could be reading to be a good parent. You know, there's <laughs> a lot of things that I think people do to, to try to prepare themselves to be parents, but I just don't know that I have it in me. You know, I don't mm-hmm. know that I can stop that, what do you call it, generational sort of trauma, Sorry. I guess you could call it, or generational or parenting, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Um, and so I think, you know, at this point in my life, I, I have been, you know, being a therapist for many years and hmm. I've been learning about, you know, what it means to take care of yourself and, you know, like I said, re- reparenting myself. And I just don't think that there's room to parent anyone else. I think I'm still trying to figure it out on my own. Uh, Well, not on my own, but I'm trying to figure myself out still Mm -hmm. um, at 30. How old are we, Jack? 36. (laughs) Uh, And and I think, you know, there are a lot of people who grew up with parents who, um, you know, struggle with addiction, whether it's, you know, substances or love addiction or whatever it might be who are in the same boat where, where we felt like we really had to take care of our parents. Um, mm-hmm. And we were kind of um, left to our own devices, so to speak.
0: I don't think parents realize they are sort of the first model for what it's like to be not only a parent, but an adult or a partner to somebody, you know, they don't, that's a lot to put on them, but like, I I'm kind of in this a similar situation where that's, that's what you look to. So saying, you know, I don't think I've had that, you know, that sort of ability to care for someone else. That's what, that's what you've seen. And it's, you know, a lot of people I think experience that where not that our parents are to blame for everything, but they're our first model for a lot of these sort of life experiences. And so if we don't get that from them as kids, it becomes a little bit harder in adulthood. And then, like you said, you're having to sort of care for your inner child in your own way. And Thankfully, us millennials are just going to therapy left and right and figuring things out. <laughs> yeah, you know,
2: and I think, I think we have so many resources available, available to us that maybe our parents didn't have. So I'm super so grateful. True. And, you know, if I were to have children, I don't think that I would have the mental capacity to care for myself in the way that I'm caring for myself now.
0: Absolutely. Um, I
2: wouldn't be able to afford therapy. Um, I wouldn't be able to, you know, give myself that self-care. Um, And who knows, you know, I can't, I can't predict a scenario that doesn't exist, but who knows where I would be (laughs) or what kind of person I would be if I was just like, you know, completely stressed out all the time and, and unable to connect with myself. So,
0: Hmm.
2: so I think, I think the older I get, the wiser I get, the more therapy I get. I think I'm (laughs) realizing, you know, that this has a lot to do with my decision of not having kids. But at the end of the day, you know, I think thing i didn't didn't really want to be a parent in the first place so um it's great that i found a partner that also doesn't want to be a parent and um, <laughs> we can we can live our lives together love you it know? yeah
1: absolutely i'm curious jack like from your perspective obviously you know angela better than anyone and you know like the specific specifics of what she's sharing is it something like together that you guys have because I, I will just say this, like, to not put kind of Devin on blast, but his his family has a little bit more, we'll say, um, curveballs than my family. And so sometimes as a couple, you're like, we can barely manage this ourselves, like, to bring in extra people, like, that we created would just be a little overwhelming. That's our truth. Um, but for, for you, Jack, how do you feel, like, being her partner and, like, would you agree that, like, it's the best for you guys to just focus on yourselves?
3: Well... Like I said earlier, because I never had the urge or want to have children. um, And, you know, part of I for some reason, I decided, you know, to focus a lot on my career, you know, and I started, you know, I'd say growing up and being an adult around the time that Angela and I started dating. um, Mm -hmm. So it's like when I was really diving, diving um, strong into the career that I'm in now. And so considering that I never really wanted kids and then with the sort of work that I went into not being, you know, it was a, it's a work heavy type environment. And so it's like not not conducive to probably being the best parent. Um, mm. Certainly the, the culture that our work, the work culture that I'm in, some I'm, I'm in academia um, is oh, sure. uh, not generally supportive of having kids um, and having them be a part of, you know, the, the, the time of your day, right?
0: Mm-hmm. Um, what,
1: what would make you say that just for maybe people who who aren't <laughs> obviously in that world and don't know like as much as you're comfortable sharing like why would you say that so if you're in an
3: academic setting um and so i'm in like i'm in the research side of academia so i, I work as a, I'm a scientist essentially employed by university you know there are like lots of on paper benefits you know so we have things like maternity and paternity leave so like parental leave. Um, mm. But, you know, it's the sort of thing where you're not encouraged to take it and, you know, you're salaried and you're in a situation where, you know, you're typically expected to work over 40 hours a week, despite being, you know, a salaried for that amount. <laughs> I think that's that's common in, in other, you know, sort of professions, industries as well. Um, mm. But certainly a big part of academia and, you know, to actually get to where I'm at, right, you have to go through too many years of graduate school. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> um, yeah. And so there's also this um, expectation that you don't even have kids until you're finished with a graduate school. Right. Um, and so at that point, you know, a lot of people have their kids in their twenties um, or, mm-hmm. you know, or their thirties and, you know, and so Which is start, wild. it's sort of expected to be pushed <laughs> even further back. Right. And so, you know, I, because I never wanted kids myself um, and Angela, you know, I'd say when we first started dating, didn't, you know, want kids, yeah. um, but she, I don't think she was ever as like, and I, you know, you can sort of understand from what she's been saying um, ever, like very clearly, like, I definitely don't want kids and sort sure. of revisited it regularly. And so for, on my side of it, I kind of appreciate that uh, I, I was sort of willing to have kids if at some point, you know, yeah. she really changed her mind on it. Um, but, uh, wasn't like my direct desire for sure.
1: Sure. And you know what? I th- I think both of you represent uh, a lot of people within this community. Like as a fence sitter myself, I can tell you the conversations Devin and I have scammed the gamut where we're just like, <laughs> well, you know, like, what if we had like two kids and they were like this or like, what if we're like hard? No, no. And we're just kind of a
0: lot of what ifs.
1: Yeah. A lot of what ifs. And I think that that's a very important thing and why we love having your perspective here because Yes, we talk to people who are like, absolutely not. Since I was two years old, I was like, hard no. Mm-hmm. But there's so many other people who are like yourselves. And to know that you were both like, well, if she really wanted to, then we could have that conversation. It's, it's That's truly, in our opinion, like where people need to be in this conversation, you know, where it's like, kids are tough. And like you said, you've got a lot going on with your work. Angela does, is like, I don't know if I had the the correct... uh. Groundings for this. And so you're taking the time to figure it out. And that's awesome. Jack, we would not be, our listeners are screaming at us right now because you snuck in the fact that you're a scientist. And so now (laughs) we have to do our due diligence and ask you Does your work play into your perspective of having children? Like, I'm so curious what the debates are you guys have with like friends and family around this topic.
3: (laughs) I mean, again i think it's sort of stages of my life where i would have rationalized sort of part of my decision based on mm-hmm. what i do so i broadly speaking study climate change um and so there's the there's obviously entire lines of arguments about you know how yeah. humans take up lots of resources and how mm-hmm. you sure. know adding more humans is perhaps not the best thing to do i i Again, I think that a lot of those positions are like kind of misguided and not great. uh
0: <laughs> you should listen to our climate change episode and tell us I how was gonna off say we are
1: I was gonna say yeah. don't listen to that episode
0: <laughs> well i i just I don't think that
3: again if you if you ask me this. Five or six years ago, I would have said pretty clearly, right, that, Mm -hmm. well, good reason not to have children is that humans have a very large carbon footprint, you Mm -hmm. know, um, and so by having more children, and if you're living in a Western country, like the United States, where Mm -hmm. we have, you know, we take up lots of resources to have this lifestyle and adding more humans that use this sort of lifestyle, um, you could argue, uh, is unethical, Mm -hmm. um, I think that my my views on that argument have evolved such that mm. um you know I don't think that the primary way we're going to tackle climate change is through uh like very individualized actions like that and so sure. I don't think we should be putting you know sort of moral judgments um one way or another that's fair a, for mm-hmm. sort of like a personal reason why you might want to or not want to i can get it okay sure. um but again that's all like how i would have rationalized it uh in the the, the core of it, right, is that I simply never wanted kids, and so sure, sure. people ask yeah. me about it. I've thought of reasons why, but
2: well, and I think also just um, from an outside perspective, I'm not a scientist, um, and I pretend to understand what Jack talks about. A lot of the time. <laughs> <laughs> but but I think you know the older that we the older we get and the more perspective we get about what people want and what they don't want. Um, you know, Jack has helped me understand that people should have the right to have children. You know, Mm -hmm. we should not be dictating whether or not people have them. So everyone deserves the right to have children. And, and, um, and it is really unfortunate and cringy to quote Jack from earlier (laughs) uh, when, when people try to, try to decide for other people it's just Mm -hmm. you know it's a personal decision and you guys have said that so many times on a lot of your episodes you know it's a personal (laughs) decision Um, sure so uh, we're not gonna we're not gonna solve the world's problems by us individually not having children Mm -hmm. Um, but we are gonna solve our our problems (laughs) you know there you go by not
0: having children. so
1: that's brilliantly said brilliant
0: absolutely
1: so let's talk about all the fun y'all get to have by not having children this is everyone's favorite part of the yes interviews. so tell
0: us about all the fun things you do and yeah, get what are to some do.
1: of your, your hobbies what are some things you know you like to do together individually we'll let either one of you start angela why don't you start what are some of your favorite things to sure. do
2: Sure. um my favorite thing to do is self-care so <laughs> yes, taking care same. of my mental health uh is is the utmost priority um so that I can I can be a good wife be a good friend um be a good family member so that's that's my number one priority and so I can afford to go to therapy and uh read great books and I have time to do that and I have money to do that so Mm -hmm. that is the number one thing I also really really don't like these sort of like Instagram posts that I've been seeing and and Reddit posts about people living these extravagant lush lifestyles because they don't have children (laughs) that's not us we're not you know extravagant we go on vacations uh during the year we try to treat ourselves um because we can Mm -hmm. um you know i like to i'm an introvert so i like to read books um i like to watch movies um i like to try to be um try to be luxurious and go on these nice vacations Uh, But By no means is it like, you know, look at my lavish lifestyle because I don't have children. I'm just trying to (laughs) just trying to live a nice life, you know, nice, quiet life. So
1: for sure. For sure. No, I can. I I feel you on that sometimes. I I love it because I like to live vicariously through. But sometimes I'm like like wow how are you all <laughs> in different countries every week i don't understand um jack how about yourself other than work and walking your wonderful dog what else do you like to enjoy
3: well i mean i've always been big into hobbies so mm-hmm. i you know I, I definitely fill my my like non work time with activities um i used to play a lot of video games now since the pandemic i picked up playing pickleball a lot Oh, yes so me I, too I, I, <laughs> so yeah you know, at this at this point I play like four times a week you know hey. sort of thing which you know I know people who have kids and they definitely yeah. you know uh, the, they, the they best literally,
1: time they to go can. the best time to go is like right when school gets out Devin and I go like right after school gets out and there's nobody there and we're like oh <laughs> it's just us out here and I try to play pickleball but I don't understand the whole kitchen rule I don't get it so <laughs> I'm like yeah, whatever the kitchen, but uh, yeah You know and that's what he's like Devin's explained to me he's like don't go in the kitchen I'm like I don't understand what you're saying but sure whatever <laughs> but goodness so he, he sounds like you both uh you know fill your time with what you want and that's exactly what we're huge advocates of mm-hmm. anything either one of you would like to share or point out or speak to while you have the opportunity to anyone in either, either world child free fence sitter in a world where a parent is listening, I don't know.
2: (laughs) In a weird world where, yeah. (laughs) Um, I will say, you know, I think that you guys say this, this um, all the time that, you know, people who don't have children don't hate children. You know, we, we don't hate kids. I think kids really annoy me more than most people. (laughs) That's just who I am and I'm going to own it. Um, It's, it's taken me a long time to admit that. uh, Jack will tell you. Um, but, uh, a lot of our, our friends are amazing parents and, um, they have really beautiful children who are going to grow up to be great people. So, um, I, I, and I try to, whenever I'm having these conversations with, with friends, you know, or trying to advocate for the child-free community, um, yeah reiterating that no we don't hate children children are great we love our parent friends um and we have gained new friends in these little people so um that's what i would say love that
1: love that jack how about you
3: yeah i mean i don't have any like deep thoughts on on (laughs) the general you know child child free uh realm right um i think that you know uh on some level uh we hang out. I mean, like we take care of our dog like we would a child, and I'm sure that's like a <laughs> common theme amongst uh, uh, people who don't have kids, right? Mm, um, yeah. <laughs> and so, you know, we definitely, perhaps more than Angela, like sometimes I try to incorporate the dog into pretty much every time, ta- everywhere we go. You know, if the dog <laughs> could come, I try to bring her. Um, and and so, yeah, I, I definitely. You know that there's a there's a space uh that for sort of hanging out with your pets that uh mm-hmm. i think is really hard if you have children you know
1: yeah. yeah they kind of become secondary is at least what i've seen with people. yeah no parents. and i've i've seen
3: the same thing for sure yeah, our friends yeah. Our kids.
1: and they're so they're so but they're so fine dogs are just yeah. like oh yeah no the, the dogs <laughs> adapt they're yeah like... But it is it's yes. a very good point. Yeah, you get to <laughs> you get to love on your on your fur baby a yeah. little bit more. Love it. Well, thank you both so so much for your perspectives, your truths and just being you and being real. So, we appreciate it so so much. Dallas, is there anything else you'd like to throw in or add?
0: No, thank you guys so much. And to our listeners, make sure that you rate, review, subscribe, follow us, and hope you are enjoying. If you do want to be part of the podcast, definitely reach out to us at Claiming Zero Podcast at Gmail and at Claiming Zero on Facebook and Instagram. And we will talk to you guys next week.
1: All right. Talk to you next time. Bye.
0: Bye bye.